Good, my man. How's it going, bro? Good, man. I'm happy to have you on here. I know you're, uh, you've got some experience doing these pods, so this should be no um, challenge for you. We're just going to talk some hockey today. And in an episode that could be um, obsolete in a few days, depending on what happens with the Sens. So that's what we're going to be focusing on, really, is everything that's been going on recently with the Sens, specifically Carlson, and just everything that's been happening over the few days. So we're going to talk about the draft the free agent frenzy, John Tavares, all that good stuff. Not going to talk too much about the season that just happened, the cup and all that. We're not, I wasn't here for that, so I don't really want to talk about it. Um, as most of you know, I just got back from Europe, so um, definitely want to have an episode on that in the future with someone who would be interested in talking, traveling with me, let me know. But for now, it's hockey. So... We're going to start it off with basically the big, uh, the last big fish on the market, which is Eric Carlson. Affects us as Sens fans, what our team's going to look like next year, what kind of return we're going to get. So yeah, we'll just start it off with basically who's come up as the top contender for Carlson. Dallas Stars out of nowhere. I mean, who would have thought one month ago, who was talking about Eric Carlson going to Dallas? really came in out of nowhere yeah apparently like that's pretty much what's most likely gonna happen i mean it looks like of course it'd be a good fit for carlson to go there where there's already a guy like tyler sagan jamie ben john klingberg like you have those two d's playing to well not together but on the same team that's crazy that could be the new even better than what was what used to become seabrook and keith Mm -hmm. back in chicago and they had that stacked power play that would be one of the best power plays in the league, definitely. Stack um, Klingberg, Carlson, Sagan, Ben, and... Whoever. It doesn't yeah, even exactly, matter. Yeah. Throw a big body in front of the net. Yeah. Those two are going to be throwing pucks on, most likely scoring. And hey, Sagan's just got as good as a shot as anybody else. So that would be a deadly power play. Yeah, so to get Carlson to Dallas, the name that's been coming up lately has been Heskinen. Mm-hmm. who's um, a Finnish D they drafted last year, third overall. I don't know much about him. I don't think anyone who doesn't really follow the Finnish Elite League or is a Dallas fan knows that much about him. But apparently in the last 48 hours, we've, he's apparently the next the next generational talent out there, the way they're talking about him. like yeah. Dallas fans don't want to give this guy up for Eric Carlson, which I think is ridiculous. Like, at the draft last year, when Dallas drafted him, I'm pretty sure everyone's like, oh, yeah, good D, he's going to be a good player for Dallas. And that was that. Now they're saying, all right, we don't know if you want to trade him for arguably the best defenseman in the world right now. So it sounds pretty ridiculous saying that they're hesitant to trade for a guy like Carlson. But, hey, if they really think this guy's that great and we do make end up making the trade, we'll be really happy. Yeah, we'll be really happy, definitely. But then... The trade would involve more than just him. Mm-hmm. And apparently Dallas doesn't want to give him up. So they're saying the next package we could get would be like Honka. Okay. Who's... Yeah. I've been actually following him since he... Because he went straight to the AHL after yeah. his draft. So I was just... I was following the AHL and seeing he actually was producing in two years there. Hasn't done much and struggled in the NHL. Yeah. So not to say that he's done and won't develop into a good player. But it's a little concerning to see that he hasn't had any success and then again he's only played like a 40 50 games in the nhl yeah but through what two three years already yeah, two years and trading a guy like carlson we can't just risk on someone who ah, he could turn out to be yeah. good i mean we're trading one of like i already said one of the best players in the world so we can't just risk it like the best player we would be getting is someone who's not even proven in the nhl so yeah. I don't know if if we we're not getting the number three overall. I forgot his name, but uh, if that guy's not a part of the deal, I think it'd be really stupid to even consider uh, trading a package of players from yeah. Dallas. Other guys are like Remy Eli. Who knows how he's gonna pan out? I mean, he 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 just resigned for one year, so. <laughs> 
if we would trade for him, then he could just decide not to sign with us yeah. again. So, like, I don't know. And that also lets you know that Dallas might not be that high on him to begin with if they just gave him a one-year contract. Exactly. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know that many of their prospects. That's why when you move to a team like Tampa, who is the other leading contender, definitely for next year, I don't know how they'd be able to re-sign Carlson. Mm-hmm. But they have enough prospects that they could afford to give up him Sergachev. I don't see how you keep with they just re-signed McDonough. Yeah. So for next year, and if they somehow don't trade Sergachev, you got one of the best top fours in the league. When Hedman, Carlson, McDonough, Sergachev, and then who cares who's your who your yeah. third pair is? Like anybody who can just keep the puck out of your zone, you are happy with that. Yeah, if you could slap me on that lineup, <laughs> I'd muck like thirty points. I get some nice secondary power play unit time. Anyways, we're not going to get into that. But uh, yeah, so (laughs) Tampa, Vegas. I like Vegas though as a contender because they have the cap to... I don't really like the idea of... Well, not that I don't like the idea of trading Bobby with Carlson, but I'd rather just trade Carlson. Hold on to Bobby. Like, yeah, his contract is shit, but we'd get a bigger return with Mm -hmm. Carlson straight up. So you ship Carlson to Vegas... They have a ton of prospects, like high first-round picks from last year. Um, Glass, Suzuki, Hag. Yep. Those guys are the three names that pop up. And then they'd give us a pick, too, because I think they have two first-round picks for next year. And like a guy like Tuck, someone like that. That'd, That'd be, be a great, great. trade. Yeah. But some people don't think that's enough. And that's the thing. On the spot, you're losing that trade, no matter what. Because yeah. you don't know how these guys are going to pan mm-hmm. out. But I'd rather be positive and hope that if those are the kind of players we're getting, that they'll turn out to be hopefully big pieces moving forward. At the very least, if they don't pan out, trade them for something else. Or yeah, I don't know. It's sad to say, man. I think it might. It is time to move on from Carlson. Yeah, like especially after we already found out what they offered him as a contract, like money wise, and you just know that's not enough for him. He's no. too big of a name to not get as much as what Dowdy got, if not more. Mm-hmm. You know, Ottawa, that's not the way they do things. They've never had a contract that big. So, to hat, you just got to accept the fact that Carlson's most likely leaving. Yeah. And also, you got to accept the fact that what we're going to get might turn out to be one, a couple of good prospects, and then a couple of guys who just end up never cracking it, or three fantastic prospects that turn out to be fan- like amazing. And then we're like, okay, yeah, in the long run, we possibly won the trade. But when you have a generational franchise player involved in a trade, the chances of winning that trade is not looking good. Even look at like Dallas just has a knack for um, swindling GMs of their players. Most um, the biggest name is Seguin, obviously. Yeah. There's a tweet that came out today. All the players that uh, Dallas traded for Seguin combined have half the goals he's had since he's gone to Dallas. A little more than half, but still. And Seguin's only 26. Oh, yeah. He's going to sign for another huge contract later. Like, this guy's here to stay. And when he's got Jamie Benn with him, like, they're just a nonstop powerhouse. Oh, yeah. That was by far one of the toughest traits to accept as a Bruins fan. But, uh, hey, you just got to live with it, I guess. Yeah. Man, they found a replacement in... Pasternak and uh, like they've got the, one of the best lines if not the best line in hockey oh. but anyways we're just gonna leave that aside <laughs> yeah. there doesn't need to be much talking about that <laughs> but uh, yeah no um there was talks about a possible Seguin for Carlson but I don't think Dallas would want to do that no. trade Seguin would be furious <laughs> coming to, to be that trade <laughs> I mean, the only bright side for him, which isn't even a bright side, is that he would play with Matt Duchesne, but he's already playing with a better Jamie Benn. Yeah, exactly. Nah, that, ugh, I don't know whoever mentioned that, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a Gary Och mention. Yeah, he loves those left side mentions. Man, moving on from Carlson, though, because I think those are the big three at play, Dallas, Vegas, and Tampa. The Rangers went on it, but I think they're now recently out of it because they're in a rebuilding yeah, stage. So I don't know really why they'd sense. want to give up prospects for Carlson, who's in his prime. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking of prospects, what's been going on with us, the development camp, like it's encouraging to see these guys doing well. And a guy I work with actually went to the camp a few days and said some of our guys are looking good. Yeah. Tyconic, apparently. Okay, yeah. Offensively gifted 
uh, undersized D, man, very skilled and shifty skater. So that's encouraging. Like obviously Kachuk, I really hope he's not in our lineup next year. Yeah. I hope he goes back to college or even if he goes to the O, just light it up mm-hmm. there. Because I don't, I don't think coming to um definitely we're gonna be a losing organization next year if not for the next three to five years. You just gotta trust that process. And that's not being negative. It's a reality. Yeah. On my way here, I was thinking of what our lineup's going to be on paper. I'm horrendous. Exactly. I, don't think I have I've no ever words. Seen that that of a lineup. That's how for bad the it sense. is. Yeah. It's it's going to be ugly. So uh, you might as well us just. As sense fans are just going to have to take our time. Yeah. Trust that the process. I mean, it's kind of hard when you think that Pierre Dorion is <laughs> making all these calls because <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Let me tell you, he's not the brightest guy. I know he's a, honestly the laughing stock of the NHL. GMs just take advantage deals, of big him. time. Take advantage of him. Like, like here, I'll ship you a older guy, <laughs> not sucks, but is kind of useless for Hoffman. Then yeah. they use that to get even a better deal. Oh God, uh, Dorian, that guy kills me. Yeah, definitely should have should relegate GM duties to someone else and just go back to being a scout. <laughs> in juniors <laughs> yeah but that's the good thing about our organization though is that our scouting amateur scouting has been good can we go know how to find these guys in yeah. the later rounds come stone and hoffman that's gone to shit but like <laughs> looking forward to a batherson yeah who apparently can, he's definitely starring in uh, belleville yeah man because there would be no point of rushing him into i don't think he's in an nhl ready player no but apparently he was looking really good at the development camp him for menton who's i hope goes back to london because yeah. he's a 99 so can't go to the ahl and like let him have like some real success in the o before trying to rush him like we did last year like i know they're probably not even ever thinking that he would stay just give him a little experience but but why i <laughs> couldn't believe that for menton lasted longer than brown but now I think Brown's going to start. I think Formenton's going to start with us again, though, probably. Just get a couple of preseason yeah, games I in. Because why no. not? Who else are you going to play over him? Gabrick, Bodker. Oh, God, and I forgot we had Gabrick. Exactly. But you know he's going to be a staple in our starting lineup for the Has bulk of the season. Who else is going to be there? We can't rely on Bobby Ryan to be a top six he player. Is, though. Even though he is, can't expect him to be a good one. Yeah. He's probably first line, though. I'm sh- slap him on the left wing with uh, Stone and Duchesne. Just stack that line. Second line center, J.G. Pajot, which is no, that's sad impossible. to say. Impossible. Who's second line center, though? You, can, you can't put Pajot there, though, because can't finish, <laughs> like, on a regular basis. He'll get... Like, he'll get out-muscled by whoever's going up against him. Debatable, though, because Pajot is one of the best shutdown centers in the league. Yeah, the guy shut down Alex o- Ovechkin. Only when he's thinking defensively. Like, a second-line center, you're still expecting some offense. Yeah. Like, when Pajot would shut those guys down, he would just be a pest, staying in their feet, slashing them, not <laughs> doing anything else, which is good. Like, that's why he's a good third-to-fourth-line max. <laughs> Put him on the second line. Like, you're just accepting that our first... L- our first round pick that we gave away is, could be better than what <laughs> than what we just got as a fourth overall pick. Yeah, unfortunately, that uh, that's the risk in it is that it does end up being a better pick. Man, like I've been saying, I don't think you can go into that season with that mentality. If we had given this year's pick mm-hmm. to Colorado, you're literally getting rid of all your assets. Come, all right, we're tanking, boys. Come, we're yeah. not trying to win at all. Just to pray you get that first pick i don't like that at all so i'm happy we took a chuck we have to move on anyways so Mm -hmm. whatever happens next year we have to suck it up it might suck but no it is what it is yeah no no i'm i'm obviously happy that we kept the pick because i don't think we should be worse we should be able to try and be (laughs) like not even middle of the pack just i don't know we're gonna. We're not a playoff team. We're probably no. gonna finish bottom ten. Just gotta pray to God that pick doesn't end up a top three. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, and who knows? Maybe more trades are gonna come. Maybe we'll bring in a centerman. Maybe we'll bring in a couple of offensive guys because defensively, I don't think we need to fill that many holes. No, we have a deep pool of prospects for the defensemen. Goalies could prospects be, uh, are ready to step up. Too. Another question mark. Yeah. Who knows? Like maybe the Anderson trade, if that happens, could bring in a forward. 
guy who could be a like weak second line <laughs> center but hey we're looking like a atrocious second line center yeah so we'll see yeah and no, i think that's what you gotta expect in an anderson trade i don't see us getting much if we're getting a player who's going to be in our top six, like you said, it's going to be a, a fringe third mm-hmm. liner who's going to have to play second line yeah. because there's no one else. Now, what I'm hoping for is White plays the full year with us, unless he's really, for some yeah. reason, a step behind. But he's still had a bit of last year to adjust to the tempo, mm-hmm. play the full year in Bingo at Belleville. So hopefully he can be our second line center like a like a Nolan Patrick was for Philly. Start off as a third line center, gain your confidence and then get more responsibility and be more comfortable as the year goes on. Yeah, That's be, what I'd like to see anyways. That'd be great. Especially when you see the guys that got drafted before or after him, the way they're turning out to be in the NHL right now. So that puts a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. Considering he's had some chances. Yeah. Like the chances he's had are pretty crazy with Bushi. Like, all right, you're going to play on the first. Now you're going to go on the fourth. Like <laughs> tell this guy what his role is. But anyways, it couldn't be easy for him. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. Like this year, it's, it's a lot of question marks up in the air. And, yeah. Uh, excited to see, a little scared. But uh, <laughs> once this like preseason and season starts, we'll have a better idea of what's really going on. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, though, about finding and establishing roles for these players. And that's Ugh. that was the biggest issue last year. Borvietsky didn't know if he was a forward or a D, for God's sakes. Like, we have to tell these guys what roles they're going to be playing. Weidman, same thing. Yeah. And I'm glad he's back, actually. Yeah. He'll probably be third third yeah. pair D, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see a Wolanin in there. You have to have tempered expectations for what he's yeah. going to bring to the table. Matt, Shabbat, though, is an exciting mm-hmm. star, star prospect for us. Yeah, see what he can bring out for his sophomore year. Yeah, which is a year that D's and players in general, mm-hmm. obviously. Especially D's. That's yeah. Fine. Like, a lot of fresh. Because he did have a really good rookie year. So, who knows what he's what kind of expectations he's putting in his own head. If he yeah. is expecting too much out of himself. If the coaching staff expects too much out of himself. Because he's still a young D. He's still going to make a ton of mistakes. Mm-hmm. But hopefully he can be more of a positive than a negative. Hopefully, yeah. And I could see how he might be thinking, especially right now, come, okay, what if Carlson goes? I'm going to be the guy. That's what he's got to be thinking. Mm-hmm. And that puts more pressure on himself too. Like, he's still just 21 had a good rookie year, man. Not like ridiculously outstanding. No. Made a lot of mistakes, but still showed signs of brilliance. Yeah. Um, and yeah, definitely if Carlson goes, he's going to be the guy to lead our blue line. Yeah. Definitely not going to be a CC. Oof. He might see um, definitely more power play time, which I'm sure he'll like. But I'm not expecting as much from him as I am from Shabbat. And he's putting that pressure on himself as well. But like you said, I hope he takes it positively and knows that he should have a long career ahead of him, hopefully as an Ottawa Senator, and um, be the next Carlson for us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm very happy to see uh, Johnny Uduya not coming back. Oh on the my blue God, line. you and me and Ottawa both. <laughs> that Jeez. was just uh, something that uh, the organization thought would uh, help out the team and turned out to be exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so there are some bright spots on the team. Yeah, And uh, now Duchesne coming in after a season where he didn't know where he was going to end up. Like a lot of qu- questions going through during his offseason. So he started in Colorado, didn't really know what was going to happen. Now he's had more than half the year in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. He's been in Ottawa and now he knows exactly where he's coming into. He's going to be our top guy. So yeah. at least we could expect maybe a better year from him consistently because now he's had the summer to really focus on okay i don't need to worry about oh am i gonna get traded or whatever you can just be like all right i'm a sends i'm here let's make it happen yeah no it's true and um i think we can expect from him a big year from him for sure like definitely an 80 point potential man if he and stone can really click and even i'd like to see zingle now he's definitely a top six forward Has for to us be. he hopefully can become our new hoffman definitely gonna have to work on his scoring touch but hey if he's put on a line with duchene and stone one of the most underrated stars in the league stone mm-hmm. he could definitely thrive he's definitely gonna work on his finishing touches like i said but no, definitely I like him, Duchesne, as our number one center. He's going to be confident going in that he hopefully doesn't put 
put too much pressure on himself that is having to be the guy to carry the team but use that as motivation I hope the whole team is using this entire situation as okay everyone's expecting us to be bad we can go back to the pesky sends mentality um the cardiac kids <laughs> whatever you want to call it just we're going to be pushing and just try to prove everybody wrong and then just to limit the chance of Colorado getting a good pick I don't know if they're actually thinking like that but management definitely is they have to and be. You would think that they'd be trying to build the best team possible going forward to limit their chances of having a good pick. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure the management isn't delusional in thinking that we have a, a spectacular team in front of them there. But they definitely... Uh, I mean, who knows? Bushi, like, yeah, we're expecting to make the playoffs. <laughs> we're going to be competing for the cup this year. <laughs> who knows what that guy's thinking. We're going to go back to some shutdown... Hope for a one-goal game. Hey, man, if the if the team buys into the system... And I mean, it works, we have so done it in the past, exactly. but uh, with a much stronger team. But hey, you never know. Guys could come together. Look at Vegas. Everyone thought that they were going to be in the last place all year. Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, it's true. It, Sens could be the Vegas of 2018-19. Heard it here first. Man, no, definitely. You never know what's going to happen. Every year is different. Like, yeah, um, a few years ago, Tampa missed the playoffs... Well, that was kind of a fluke, but there's yeah. teams like New Jersey and Colorado, let's say, last year, finished in the basement, both playoff teams this year. Mm -hmm. You never know what's going to happen. Obviously, there's some teams that are meant for the basement. Like, I don't see Arizona making a Any push. Anytime soon, no. Nope. Um, I could see Buffalo being a little better. Then again, I said that for the last few years, <laughs> thinking they're just stockpiling these high picks. Yeah, it has Who, not worked out they, for them. They offshored um, O'Reilly. Definitely, yeah. that doesn't make them better. Exactly. They brought in got Berglund and Sabotka. Well, they got uh, Tage Thompson. Thompson, yeah, and like draft picks. So yeah, there's still maybe a few. It's years a good away. trade for them, but does not prove that they're ready to compete anytime soon. Yeah. And what you, they have going for, though, is that they have their franchise center and franchise D now. Mm -hmm. right? Roles are established. Yeah. And also could take some pressure off Ristolainen, maybe because he had an atrocious season yeah. last year. And the guy lives in the minus. Yeah, so hopefully this takes some pressure off of him and he could come back and have a really great year because that's another great defenseman yeah, who just He's still just struggled. 23 years old, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. Um, definitely. Is, um, yeah, I don't know, a lot of good young players right now in the league. Yeah, I guess the, for the Sens, I mean, that's about it. You just got to pray for the best. And, uh, yeah, so for predictions next year, I guess we're segueing into that. Um, people are pegging Toronto as a cup favorite now because of the Tavares signing, obviously, which was, to me, I was shocked. I didn't think that was going to happen just because of the decisions they're going to have to make going forward with their three what you any team would take those three guys as their core centerpiece players you build around those guys but they feel they need to bring on Tavares which hey obviously it's not a bad no, that just makes them better if anything absolutely Tavares is already a proven one of the best forwards in the world right now mm. adding him on onto of course those three players who have shown signs to be potentially superstars in the league for many years to come but you're just taking the, all right, now it's not a question. Now we know we got this guy who can come in, take on a huge role on the team, potentially team captain. Who knows? No. I would think so, but we'll see when uh, when it all happens. No. And now, most likely, we're going to see a Nylander get moved. Who knows? Take some pressure off Matthews, too, as now you got two legit number one centers. I don't know if it's too soon to call Matthews a number one center. He's a top six player, obviously on any team, and a, he's a, one of the he's scored one of the players who has scored the most goals at even strength since he's entered the league. So you can't deny that the man's a threat every time he's on the ice. One oh, of the yeah. most under not necessarily underrated, but you, his shot's ridiculous. It's a lethal release, weapon. They never talked about his shot in his draft year. It was all line A was the shooter, but Matthews is right next to him. Absolutely, of course, line A's shot is. Probably more impressive just by the way he gets it off. Yeah. And he's 
but you can just say the same thing for Matthews. They've scored almost as many goals yeah. as each other. And his shot, two different shots. Matthews is more of a skating into the zone, little pull, toe drag shot. Yeah. Line A, he's got his spot. He's just waiting for those passes. And when he gets those one-timers off, the goalies are just hoping it hits them because they either can't see the puck or <laughs> yeah. it's just going right it's by ridiculous. them. Um, but yeah, what do you think of Toronto as now we're going to get to see a lot of JT. So that's in that sense, I don't like mind the signing because Toronto is going to be even more of an exciting team to watch. Like you can't deny that obviously we're Sens fans, but now you can't really hate Toronto. You just hate them because they're good, not because they're dirty. So it'll be fun in that sense to watch their games. And it's already for the last two years, it's been fun watching them more than watching Ottawa. There have been times where you and me just chilling at home. Ottawa's playing whoever, and Toronto's Toronto's playing playing like Columbus. And we're on channel 501 watching Toronto. Yeah. They got so many young players that you want to watch. They're creating stuff out there. It's exciting. Yeah. Just being hockey fans. Yeah, of course you want your own team to win. But at the end of the day, you want to see the best hockey out there. So Toronto, especially with this move they just brought in, it's going to be so fun to watch them play. Definitely. Um... So, yeah, do you see them as cup contenders now, or are there still a few nah, moves to be made? I think uh, that's a little extreme to say that they're cup contenders right now. Yeah, they have a stacked offense, but you still look at their decor. It's pretty weak. Like, yeah, you got Morgan Riley. <laughs> Who is there afterwards? Ron J- Hainsey. Ron Hainsey, Jake Garner. Like, you, you, these guys are not going to win you a Stanley Cup. You saw, If anything, they'll cost you the <laughs> cup. Like we saw last year. With Gardner's <laughs> minus five production in the game seven game. I don't think Leaf fans are ever going to forget that Just, one. They shouldn't. That was a <laughs> joke. Uh, anyways, no. To say that they're cup ready is is not right. It's not true because they need a decor. You saw Washington's decor in the Stanley Cup finals this year. And they were huge. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe if they have to trade uh, Nylander or Marner. That could bring in some good defensemen, really good defensemen, Definitely. and then help out already. Because really, you only need two to three big, not big names, but like really good defensemen, and then have two or three shut down guys who will just kill some penalties, keep the puck out of your zone, be greedy to play against. And then, hey, then we could talk about them being a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah. Could you see them going after a guy like Orpik, bringing him in for his Stanley Cup winning pedigree? I'm surprised he hasn't been signed yet, to be honest. That's just thinking off the top of my head. He could be a guy that they could get at a discount because now he knows he's on the back end of his career, mm-hmm. just won the Cup. He's getting older, can't really skate. He can't keep up with the play, but he play, He knows his role and plays it well. You saw in the, fight, yeah. in the playoffs. So if I'm the... Man, management in Toronto. I'm thinking, why not go after this guy and get him at a three million dollar deal or even four? Yeah, yeah, that that would be a really good point for them, just because they could bring in a guy who knows his role, does it really well. Yeah, you don't want Brooks Orpik controlling the puck at any time in the game, <laughs> but hey, you don't need every every one of your defensemen to be puck moving guys. So yeah, you try to sign him. That would be a really good move for them. And then if they are able to make a trade happen in the same year bring in like a really good defenseman, then you're looking like way more of a contending team. Mm-hmm. So that would be a could be like a big step for them signing a guy like that who's had the Stanley Cup experience. He's won two cups now? At least two, yeah. Yeah. Cuz in 2009 with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one. Exactly. Not. So you know he and that's just another leadership role for a pretty young team too. Definitely. He, especially that they lost JVR and Leo Komarov, two Bozak too. Bozak, yeah. So those are the two assistants, right? Not JVR. The two big leadership guys on your team. So you need to fill those spots too. Yeah, well, it helps that you just brought in JT as well, mm-hmm. who, like you said, you would think would become captain. But I've heard that they might not name a captain next year. I don't know why, but maybe not to put that extra pressure on Tavares. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you talk about trading possibilities. You know Matthews is untouchable impossible that he gets moved you would think marner would be untouchable he might not be though because nylander i feel like nylander is underrated in the sense that people always assume he's the guy who's gonna get moved but why not marner because nylander and matthews have established chemistry on the ice you saw it and you saw it firsthand 
Matthews's first game in the NHL, the way they're passing the puck to each yeah, other. That was pretty unbelievable to watch. So, I don't know why you can like, if I'm them, I wouldn't even trade one of those players to be honest. They're so good, but if you can't get the return for a star D, and it also would be a salary good move. wise, salary wise for sure, because Matthews is going to be up there. Marner and Nylander can both have some pretty pretty big contracts, and then you're stuck with signing all your other players to two three million contract. Like that just can't happen. That's true. So that's why they're stuck in a way that they have to move someone because salary-wise, you just can't have all those guys signed to big deals. I don't know how much cap they have now, but they definitely did a good job off unloading a JVR, mm-hmm. Bozak, and Komarov. I guess that's why they had to. And JVR, we knew he was gone. Yeah. I didn't think Komarov would be gone, but hey, I'm sure they're not really uh, I think that's too sad about it. I think non-issue for them. Um, yeah, no, so the Leafs definitely um, next year... Maybe too soon to say Stanley Cup contender, mm-hmm. but then but again, like you said, who would have thought Vegas would be a Stanley Cup exactly. contender? Exactly. You never know. Um, speaking of Vegas, excited to see what they're going to do next year. They lost Neil um, Perron, if, yeah, Perron as well. Healthy scratch a little exactly. bit in the playoffs, so they've got. I think they have a few prospects they want rolling in next Most year. Most likely, yeah. Some guys are going to make the jump. I think expectations are going to be high, but at the same time, people are going to be like, all right, there's no way they're going to do anything close to what they did this year. Mm-hmm. So maybe make the, I'd say make the playoffs. I think that's, that's the expectation now. That and yeah, that's what team. their goal should be to make the playoffs and go from there because just that making the playoffs would still be huge because they're going to lose some guys. And now everyone's going to go in there taking them seriously. They don't have the momentum that they had after winning all those games from the start. And everyone's like, oh my God, like out of nowhere, who would have thought? Yeah. So it's going to be really hard for them. But I'd hope to see it happen, not exactly the way it happened again, but still see them up there like doing really well because then people are just going to be like, oh, you know, it was just a one-year thing and they're done. Yeah. But no, I'd like to be able to see like, all right, nice. They're still like maintaining a successful organization. Of course, what they did this year can't be redone that easily no. and like most likely won't happen. But just for them to be a winning organization would be really fun to see. Agreed, 100%. I want them to be, like you said, a, a team that's always in there. Um, definitely a playoff team just for their the league's um, perception of them and their fan base too. Oh, that would yeah. be a, There's no other way for them to retain their fan base than to keep being good because let's say for a few years they just start dropping off. How loyal is that fan base? Definitely the first year helped tremendously yeah. just establish Vegas as a hockey city. But if they can maintain that they're a constant play, a cup contender to a certain degree and a playoff team, then there would be no question that the love for hockey in Vegas runs deeper than just the casinos and drinking, you know? <laughs> so it would be awesome. I hope they make the playoffs too, especially in that Pacific division. Teams I'd want to see in there are... I want Edmonton to make the playoffs, for oh, God's sake. It's about time. Edmonton or Calgary, Vegas... I still like LA. Yeah, LA Anaheim, too. San Jose. I couldn't care less about. No, I, I'm sick of seeing Anaheim. Even San Jose, like they've had so many times. Like, oh yeah, really good team. Playoff rolls around. Yeah, see you later. So it's just like it's, it's frustrating to say because like there's a lot of good players there and like it would be nice to see some of those guys win. And uh, but I don't know. So we'll see what the Pacific has to do next year. But just the West in general, competing against all those teams throughout the entire season, it's going to be a, a tough battle for them. But we'll see how they're able to pull it off, and uh, it should be another exciting year for Vegas fans. Yeah, exactly. And like um, going into the first round of the playoffs, Doughty said himself, and they put that quote on the ice of him saying, oh, yeah, they've um, just been lucky to maintain this streak the whole this whole season. They're going to crash and burn at some yep. point. Yep. And they're laughing to the bank at Dowdy. They got swept, for God's exactly. sakes. Exactly. So, yeah, that's why you never want to say those things, to, especially to the media, because then it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Honestly, especially against a team that has used that as motivation their whole the whole season as their slogan um, to just motivate them to keep proving people wrong. And um, just playing some good hockey. And, hey, Vegas has been terrific to watch. Such a such a good, f- fun hockey team to just watch. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's exciting. Like, just watch. Not even just in the playoffs, but in the regular season. Mm. I remember, like, 
I'd be watching a game of, of them going, and it's just fun. You see the crowd super into it. Any, everything's going on, and just a fast, fast team. Like, they're on the, on the forecheck. So impressive to watch. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was good for the year, good yep. for the season. And um, interesting to see how they're going to be points-wise next year because this year was kind of a weird year for the first time in a few years anyways. We've seen a lot of point-of-game NHLers Whereas in the past, in the past few years, we've barely had players hit a hundred points. This year we had three. We had a hundred. So it seems like goal scoring is going up a little bit. Hockey's getting faster now. If we can take that and tr- put it to fantasy hockey, how are these Vegas players going to perform again? You got a guy like William Carlson scored forty four goals. Marcheseau is he a star? That's another question I want to ask. Um, all these guys like Perron put, had a great year. I don't know if he got a career, hit, hit career highs, but definitely had a. I was surprised when I saw he ended up with like I don't know how many, at least sixty something. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And for Nate a, Schmidt, all these guys yeah. like for a guy like uh, William Carlson, I think it's gonna be really hard to recreate those numbers because now every, like everyone's gonna have their top D's on them from the get go. So building momentum just like the team did, like it's gonna be really hard for him because now. You're going to be having the best shutdown players on you all the time. So at the start of the year, it's going to be really important for him to get in some kind of groove, get some goals going, or else it could be a back-to-reality check for him. (laughs) Hopefully that doesn't happen because it would be a great story for him to be going from a struggling career to gets to Vegas, has an unbelievable first year, and then can just keep going from there. That would be pretty incredible for him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, Vegas, and yeah, they definitely... um well, they got better in the, with the signing of Stastny. That oh, gives yeah. them another pivot up the gut. So they got... Who is their center anyways? I mean, it was Riley Smith or Marchessault? I think. Yeah, I think it was Marchessault. Which, you know, like... I, I don't know if you can really say he's a number one centerman in this league. Just because of his size. And when you're a guy like that undersized, you, can't, you have to have skill exceptional like a Brad Marchand <laughs> no, I'm just kidding but uh, like a Bergeron kind of kind of like, Bergeron is not tall 5'11 6 feet tops yeah 6'6'1 six, six, but still yeah you have to give something extra if you're lacking the size of what a prototypical prototypical number one centerman would be like so maybe maybe they switch that lineup after a couple of games if they see something's not working like it was last year you bring in a Stastny who is a huge signing for them Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah he could do some great things there have a bunch of young guys with him give him he could share some experience that he's had in the league because he's had a good career so far and he just had a good little push with Winnipeg got uh annihilated by the Vegas Golden Knights of which course which is crazy yeah um yeah no going into next year we got a few other signings like JVR going back to Philly yeah, yeah. That's, that should be exciting should be yeah cuz I don't know 7 mil it's a lot of money it is a lot I was actually really surprised that he got that big of a I thought it was going to be more around like 5 maybe 6 7 it's a pretty big signing for them and still 5 years so it takes a hit on their cap for other guys that they're going to be having to sign decently soon. Yeah, and JVR almost 30 years old. So that's the only issue I have with these contracts that these guys always sign on free agent day. Most of these guys don't live up to the contracts they sign on July 1st. Teams always, almost always overpay for these guys. I think just a couple years back, a Milan Lucic. Oh my How much God. is Shirelli regretting that yeah, one? Yeah, they're trying to get rid of him. Andrew Ladd. Uh, there oh, are a few others. I'm pretty sure those are on the same day, for God's sakes. I think it was. Yeah, and where is he at? Like, Islanders not doing yeah, much. Not doing much. His signing year, he had like under 10 <laughs> goals, I think. After he signed a massive contract. Yeah, it's uh, teams end up overpaying for most of their guys, which is kind of rough. But Yeah. Um, speaking of the Islanders now, obviously lost JT pushes Barzal to number one center role, undisputed number one center. Um, then you got a Beauvillier possible second yeah. line center. That's, in my opinion, kind of a problem when your two, your top two centers are twenty one years old. Yeah. 
a lot of pressure on two young guys who just had one season in the NHL. Uh, Beauvillier, Beauvillier, two. Two yeah, years? Two okay. years. So three years combined together for and your then two top centers. You got possible Hosang in the top six, too. If he could it's crack another, it, yeah. It's another, if he can wake up on time for practice. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what they're going to be looking like next year, signing Leo Komarov to a four-year deal, yeah. bringing back a Matty Martin. Yeah, just getting grittier. Yeah, no, they, nothing wrong with that. I don't know. They signed another guy, too. I forget. Hickey again. And one more guy. I forget who, but some questionable moves. Yeah. Apparently, they're in on Carlson somehow, but they're out of it now. Yeah, um, I don't even know how they would possibly make that work. If I'm the Islanders, I hope for a Jack Hughes going into next year yeah, to, for a replacement I, for Tavares. I'm franchise number one center, which Barzal could be. Yeah, but at the same time, like I don't think they're in that state where they're looking to tank the year that bad. So I don't think that's oh, well. really realistic. I think... If anyone's really keying in for that guy, it's a uh, Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, definitely. Because they're looking like they're going to be living in the bottom this year, and they would need desperately a number one center. Yeah, so their number one center for this season is definitely Horvat, which I think, like, undisputed. He's a good top six guy. Don't get me wrong, but you really can you really build your team around that guy? No, I think he's a guy who brings a lot of the intangibles, character guy, leader. Second line center, yeah. like prime second line exactly. center. Exactly. And they're looking at Bessers, their star forward, and Ilias Petterson too, mm-hmm. who is yeah. looking like going to be a stud for them. Won all the awards in the Swedish yeah, Elite League as an 18-year-old, just nuts. So definitely excited to see him and how he pans out and how Besser progresses next year. Um, no Sedins, which is crazy as long yeah. as I can remember. Like Vancouver always associate with the Sedins. Um, post Bertuzzi and Nasland era, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, definitely gonna be some changes next year. Like, yeah, it should be the same teams at the bottom. At a, I don't yeah. know. And like other nice signings for other teams, like uh, St. Louis adding a guy like Bozak. That's gonna be good for them. He's like one of the best. Ah, I don't know if he's a third line. He could be a second line center. Depends. For them, he's third line. For them, he's a third line, so that's fantastic for St. Louis if you have a guy like that on your third line center because he can bring in a lot of good... He's a good two-way centerman, so he plays the game the right way. No, I definitely like what St. Louis did, bringing bringing back Mm Pedal for his third stint in St. Louis, (laughs) which is nuts. Yeah. yeah, he's going to be a good, uh, probably third liner. If not, if injuries happen, he's on the second line. Yeah. But your top three centers are O'Reilly, Shen, and uh, Bozak, which is great. And Shen killed it in St. Louis. Exactly. I was pumped for him. Like, I loved him in Philly. It was too bad, but got a first-round pick for him. So mm-hmm. in that sense, it was a good trade. But no, St. Louis is a team that, I don't know, they just never seem to take that next step. And you got to... Yeah. One of the top scorers in the league in Tarasenko on your right wing. One of the top right wingers oh, yeah. in the league. Absolutely. One of the best shots, release, and he brings in a lot of other, He's a huge guy. Yeah, you can't knock that so, guy off the puck. He's uh, yeah. a horse. So, yeah, him and maybe with O'Reilly if they want to break him and Shen up. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll see what they end up doing. I can't believe – well, can't believe. There's obviously media – tends to take a little bit and run with it for a story, but that a uh, possible trade between the Montreal Canadiens and the St. Louis Blues, Pyreco for Pacioretty. I don't know what the uh, St. Louis GM would have to be smoking to consider that trade, but Patches, my God, I would never trade Pyreco. No any way. top blue liner. Um, he's not even a prospect anymore. The guy's just a stud. Pyreco's an established oh God, yeah. D now. He's, and he's only like 23, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Guy's a house on the blue line. Yeah. Brings in an offensive flair with his cannon of a shot. But just when you think of like the shutdown role, who can move the puck well, he brings it all. Oh, yeah. You do not want to get rid of that guy. No. Especially when you already have another world-class D in Petrangelo. Yeah. So it's not like everything's on Pyreco. And he definitely stepped it up this year, having lost Shattenkirk. They had already lost him to Washington, now signed in New York this year. But definitely Petrangelo had a killer year offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, St. Louis, we'll see. Jake Allen was great for me in fantasy hockey this year. But yeah, can he, yeah, they can he keep po- that consistency, though? That's going to yeah. be a big question for him, if um, he can really take on that number one role. Also hoping for them that Fabry, and personally that Fabry can 
play out a full year because he had a great rookie year, killed in the playoffs, then has been Man, just yeah. plagued with injuries. It's too bad to see a young guy like that get hurt that many times. That might affect his whole playing career. Already has. So yeah. if he can stay healthy, he'd definitely be a top sixer for them. Mm-hmm. Um, teams that I don't see becoming better anytime soon, Minnesota Wild. No. With the signing of Andrew Hammond, I don't see them making any progress. Yeah, that's uh, that's never a good sign. I mean, that guy's been like a <laughs> you know you're goalie. desperate when you're signing the Hamburglar, leaning on him for miracles. I mean, next thing you they're gonna want to do is uh, mix him with a Curtis Lazar, share another hamburger <laughs> on the ice. That's oh my god! That highlight mode. of his life, next to winning gold for the World Juniors in the Memorial Cup. Yeah. The burger that'll define him <laughs> in the NHL. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, Minnesota, I think those aging teams in the West are done. And that's why it's nice to see a, a random Vegas just emerge yep. and take the league by storm. Not talking Seattle. I feel like they're going to be the, they're going to be what Vegas was anticipated to be this year. Whenever they join the league, yeah, I think. But then again, who knows? <laughs> Given a guy like uh, random third, fourth line guys to take up a role of a first line guy, Vegas proved it can be done. Seattle, I feel like everyone's going to be like, all right, they're not doing what <laughs> Vegas is doing. And most likely, they're going to end up being in the bottom. But that would be another unbelievable year. Yeah, that would year. be crazy for sure. And it would just be good for the sport. Be like, oh my God, out of nowhere, another team comes in, creates a team with guys who look like their careers might have been done. Yeah. And then do that. Like, um, what was that guy's name? We signed their Zumo, like slap a Zumo on the second line. All right, let's not get unrealistic here. Yeah, Seattle, if if there is an expansion draft next year, I don't know, there haven't really been talks about it yet, but if you're Ottawa, who's the guy you would give up in that expansion draft situation? You're looking at a potential Weidman again? Yeah. Weidman, I mean, personally, I would give up a CC. Yeah. But then again, now if we lose Carlson, do we really want to lose CC for nothing? What I'm thinking is, first of all, we have to sign CC to a new contract. What is that contract going to look like? There's no way he's a $5 million player. No, no way. Compared to guys in his draft year, come Lindholm, Truba. That's just off the top. I think uh, Morgan Riley. Riley. Dumba. Yep. Uh, th- that year was just stacked of defensemen. Yeah, and they took a little bit of time to really develop. Yeah. And Dumba had a great year this year. Mm-hmm. And CC still a step behind his peers. Obviously, doesn't help. doesn't help that Carlson gets all the prime minutes that he would like to have. Yeah. But when he's already been bypassed in our depth chart by Shabbat. So, just coming back to that, I think CC's days in Ottawa might be numbered. We'll see what happens, right? I mean, he could be the face, the poster boy for Seattle. Who knows? <laughs> he could be. He could be like that uh, Colin Miller who uh, was true meh in Boston, goes into Vegas, puts up, I don't know how like many goals. 40 but 40 points? Uh, yeah. Easy. So a great season for him. And, uh, yeah, it's just that's what that's why an expansion team is fun to see because all these players that were – very okay in their team failing careers all come together to put that year that no one have, no one would have expected yeah i'm ex- i'm surprised they didn't re-sign uh, suban actually malcolm yeah. suban they yeah, didn't even give him a qualifying offer he's a ufa i know that's crazy i couldn't believe it because too. he stepped Can't, up when exactly. Fleury was down so yeah that's wild but i guess maybe maybe he wanted too much i don't know what was going on there yeah, I don't know. He hasn't been signed still. Yeah. I mean, a team like Ottawa could just jump on that. Why not? I mean, honestly, why not? Because it's looking like, let's say we move Anderson. I don't know if we'd be getting a goalie in return. I, I wouldn't think so because we got that other goalie in yeah, Gustafsson. Gustafsson and, and he's looking, they're saying like goalie of the future. Exactly. But he's goalie of the future. Subban already has playing it. Okay, not that I'm saying we're going to sign him, but... If we were to sign someone who's available right now, all the prime goalies who have been UFAs are all gone now. Leonard, 
Mrazic, Ward, those guys have all been signed. So a guy like Subban, who no one seems to want to take a shot on for some reason, why not? You don't lose anything. Yeah. There's You can't tell me going into next year that Mike Condon is a starter. A, an acceptable starter. No. Because then that would just... Especially if we're banking on uh, another shutdown Guy Boucher style of game. You need a goalie who's going to make most of the saves like from the outside. 50 saves a night. Yeah. Because uh, as we saw this year, Anderson was struggling in the net. And the entire team struggled. And when Anderson was on his game, we went to the cup finals. Yeah. Of course, that's not the only reasons why all that happened, but it was a big part of it. So, yeah, this ends uh, taking a chance on a guy like Subban. And you don't even have to offer him that much. No. Could be a risk for, what, one or two years? And then, okay, it didn't work. You probably offer him a one or two year contract, exactly. not more than that. No. Um, yeah, like Leonard got a one year deal. He's lucky to get that. Yeah, no, the Islanders come. They took a chance with yeah. him, and uh, like I don't know what's going on with their goalie goaltending situation. Grace Leonard is Alak still there? I have no idea. I mean, if he is, is he even gonna play? Yeah. No, not anymore. Because no. they most likely want Grace to be their guy. Mm-hmm. And Leonard, like we thought, maybe with a new chance with Buffalo that he would be a stud, but hey, we all know we, that he did not you know, turn that's out to the be thing. something. We don't really talk about the good trades. That, okay, now I'm, I have one in mind there that Darion's done. I still like the Duchesne trade. A yeah. lot of people, just today at work, we're talking about it. People are mad about it that we gave up too much. But no, give Duchesne the credit that he deserves superstar potential. He's Yeah, he's a little older. But he's still, when you just watch him out there, the things he does is unbelievable every yeah. shift. So, depending what happens next year... It might be too soon to say we won the trade, but I'm still really happy with that trade. But a trade we clearly won is the Leonard for Colin White trade. Oh, absolutely. No matter how White ends, turns out being... He's better than what Leonard's done for Buffalo. He's not even in their organization anymore, for God's sakes. He's on a tryout, basically, with the Islanders. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be a backup, most likely, there. So we'll exactly. see if he's going to come in clutch for them for the... 20 games, maybe a little more, maybe 20 to 30 games he plays for them. And then who knows where he's going to end up. Maybe he's going to go back overseas. Exactly, right? Like his, I feel like attitude problems have plagued him his entire career. That's probably why we got rid of him. He yeah. had a temper, um, didn't treat the people within the organization right. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, like you said, guys that were picked after White are already established NHLers. It's just, you know what? That's just how it is in every draft year, mm-hmm. though. You can't. Yeah, obviously, it's, you know it's there, but it does no good to dwell on that stuff. Like, I'm trying to get over the Brian Lee Kopitar pick. And but that's going to go down in history for Sens fans. Everybody talks about that. But like <laughs> you said, it happens every single year. Like, look, we got Eric Carlson, 15th overall. Exactly. So you can't be mad. Of, like, obviously, you can be mad about things. But like you said, you can't not get over him at the end of the day because it happens to every team every year. Exactly. And it does no good to just dwell on that stuff. No. Um, best to just go with your best foot forward and uh, hope for the best. But yeah, no, Carlson, definitely uh, you redo that draft. He's top three, like top five at the very least. The I'd very say he's top three for sure. Yeah. Stammer, Doughty, Carlson. Yeah, you, like some would argue that you could put Carlson first, second. Like he could go anywhere in there, yeah. in that top three, a hundred percent, definitely. And yeah, sends. I guess uh, that brings it full circle. Uh, yeah, I guess we could cut it there. Yeah, I guess.